Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are going through the New Testament in a year. One chapter a day. We're trying to keep it about 10 minutes. And most days we're able to get through the whole chapter right around there. We call it 10-ish. <laughs> we're in chapter 7 of Matthew. Matthew 5, 6, and 7, known as the Sermon on the Mount, and also known as the Manifesto of the Kingdom. Now, um, we had looked yesterday, if you were with us, at the Lord's Prayer. And one of the things that he said in there was when he taught us how to pray, he said, pray like this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, no sooner does he tell us to pray that, let your kingdom come. That word means rule and reign. Let your rule and your reign come. Come to my life. Come to my neighborhood. Come to my house. Come to my family. Well, no sooner does... Uh, he get us to pray that, then he asks us to live it. <laughs> and that's what we have here in, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the manifesto of the kingdom, how people live this out, this kingdom. So wherever there's a kingdom, there's a king, and where there's a king, there's subjects, and where there's subjects, there's expectations. And so here's the expectations, uh, the manifesto of the kingdom, how we should be acting. Chapter 7, verse 1. Judge not that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you'll be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the log that's in your own? Now, this is uh, humor. It's uh, first century humor. It's ancient humor. <laughs> you might not be laughing at it, but it's funny. If people were there, they'd laugh. That's funny. Why do you see the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, hey, let me take that speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own? You hypocrite, you actor, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll be able to see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Judge not, lest you be judged. It's so interesting how when somebody does the same thing that we do, how for us, we can justify it, but for them, we condemn it. We condemn them. And it's amazing how terrible our sin and our failures and our mistakes look on others. How terrible they look. It's a terrible look. But when it's on us, we somehow justify it. And so the way that we judge others is the way that we will be judged. And we find ourselves doing the same thing. So let's be careful about judging people and judging their motives. And then he says something very strange. Um, again, it's uh, sort of first century. You need to be in the context to, to understand all that he's saying here. But he says, don't give to the dogs that which is holy. Now, we think of dogs as... Maybe some of us have pet dogs that are lap dogs. We, we like them and they're, they're with us or we have dogs that follow us. Uh, maybe we have a couple of dogs and, and we keep them like pets and we treat them like a member of the family. Well, not so much in the first century, not so much in the ancient world. The dogs would roam the, the neighborhoods and roam the streets e eating all the junk. They were scavengers. They weren't thought of as man's best friend, as it is said. And so you don't give to the dogs that which is holy, and you don't throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Well, what does that mean? It means that the pigs, the swine, they don't really know the value of things. 
And so be careful with your life and be careful with casting your life before people who are going to trample all over in the holy things of God and the holiness of your life and the innocence of your life. You know, be careful about it. And so um, Jesus is telling us how to live. Then he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. So the one who knocks, it will be opened. Jesus likes to play hide and seek. <laughs> he's in our day. He's in our life. He's, he's around us, but we need to look for him. Seek, look for him, ask. He knows what we need. He wants us to ask. So he's not going to let us go with, without having that which we need. He'll give us what we need. Now, our needs and our wants and our expectations in our spoiled little lives <laughs> are probably quite a bit different than what we actually need. But, but ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Look for him. You'll find him. He's hidden throughout your day. I guarantee it. Look for him. He's there. So which of you, and you're supposed to answer this question, which one of you guys, if his son asked him for bread, would give him a stone? And if he asked for a fish, would give him a scorpion or a serpent? You wouldn't do that. Your kid says, Dad, can I have some bread? <laughs> Here you go. Try this in a rock. Ugh, break his teeth. Ask for a fish. <laughs> and, you, and you give him a spider. No, you wouldn't do that. And so when you ask God, he's not going to give you bad things. He's going to take care of you. He, he's your father. Remember the Lord's Prayer? Our father. He's our father. He's our good father. So if you then who are evil, ooh, <laughs> there Jesus is calling you evil, calling me evil, calling us evil. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask? He's our Father. He'll give us good things. And sometimes when we ask, he won't give us things because he knows that they're not good for us. And if you've been a parent, you know this. That you don't always give to your kids everything that they ask and sometimes they really want it and sometimes they really fight for it but, but you don't give it to them why because you know that it's not good for them you don't give them everything that's not good for them they might ask but god is our father and he's a good father and he knows what to give to us when and how so just trust god and and be thankful for your life be thankful for what you have and you know don't be always trying to get more and and uh, criticizing God, you know, he didn't give me more. Here's the rule. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, well, then do it to them. That's the law and the prophets. The whole Bible is summed up in that. Whatever you want people to do to you, that's what you should do to them. What a great way to live. And then he says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it are many. There's a lot of people going on the broad path right now. But the gate is narrow that, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So either he's talking about the good life and living the good life and the few that follow it, or he's talking about himself, that a lot of people will not find Jesus and will not put their faith and their trust and their hope in Jesus. They're on the broad way to destruction, and they're not looking for the narrow way, Jesus. And there's few that, that there be that find that, that find him. So you can probably interpret it either way. You know, is it the, the Messiah or is it the, the good life, the kingdom life? Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, 
but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree can't bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, of course. You, if you have plants in your garden that are diseased, you cut them down, you get rid of them. Thus you'll recognize them by their fruits. So he's saying false prophets here. So this has a religious implication that there are people who claim to be spiritual, who claim to be leaders, who claim to know God, who are false prophets and who are leading you astray. And you'll know them by their fruits. Well, what will they do? Well, a lot of them go after sexual favors from people. A lot of them go after the money from people. A lot of them go after the adoration of people. Uh, they want to build up their egos. They want to build up their pocketbook. They want to uh, find pleasure in you and take advantage of you. Well, you'll know them by their fruit. You see, servants in, in the kingdom are, are, the, are the ones who are, are serving. <laughs> you, you see, you see the, measure, the measure of a minister is a minister serves. He serves. And so um, watch out for those people that are trying to take advantage of you. Uh, and it's not always easy to see because they're usually good at it. So Jesus warned you. Uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, do mighty works in your name? And then I'll declare, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, this is a tough one, but it goes all the way back to John the Baptist. When John the Baptist said, you know, you guys are just trusting that your grandfather was a Methodist minister, or that your grandmother used to have a Bible, or that your you know, your aunt used to bring you to church on, on Easter and Christmas. Well, religion is not the way. And so very often there are people who are religious, but they have they will not receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They won't. And so uh, I think that that's what that's talking about. And then one more. Everyone who hears these words, you and me listening now, of mine and, and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it didn't fall because it was founded on a rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. When the rain came, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and it had a great fall. Well, if you take a writing class, that's how you never end on a negative. Well, Jesus ends this Sermon on the Mount, this manifesto of the kingdom, on a negative. He says, the great was the fall of the house that was built on the sand. So build your, build your life on the rock, build it on the, on the word of God, follow the word of God, build it on the person of Jesus Christ. And then it says, when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for his, teach, for his teaching to them was as one who had authority, not as their scribes. So they had heard all of this stuff before, or a lot of it they had heard. But when Jesus taught it in the way that Jesus taught, they, they were amazed at him. The common people heard him gladly. The common people were glad to listen to Jesus. And they were amazed at his teaching. I'm amazed at his teaching. And you can tell the difference. You see, uh, watch out for the false prophets. So Bible and Daily Life, you know, find us wherever you find us. Find us on YouTube. Find us on the internet. Find us on Facebook. Find us on our church page. Uh, find us on Spotify. Um, I think you can find us on iTunes. We're all over the place. So Bible and Daily Life, one chapter a day, 10 minutes. Tenish minutes. I love you guys. Peace, peace, peace.
you are definitely loved by God. Peace.